primary season officially comes to a close tomorrow, so Republicans and Democrats are turning their midterm messaging toward the general election, now that it's less than two months away. Here to talk about what comes next, Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. Hello to both of you. It's time for Politics Monday. So, Tam, I'm going to start with you. You just listened to Laura Barone Lopez report. Um, really interesting what's going on this season. Is this working? I mean, what is the calculus for this decision to do this? Right. We've been watching this dynamic develop uh, through numerous primaries uh, as, as this year has gone along. You know, Democrats are getting the opponents they want, largely, but be careful what you wish for. There were a lot of uh, Hillary Clinton supporters who wanted Donald Trump as an opponent, and they got Donald Trump as president. Um, what is truly striking about this is this is happening at a time when Democrats, most notably President Biden, are shouting from the rooftops about mm -hmm. the risk that these candidates pose to American democracy, that, that the idea that people will deny election outcomes, that that is a danger to America, at the same time that some Democratic outside groups are boosting these candidates. Now, the argument that they would make is, well, we're just defining our opponents and these people were going to win anyway. And it's quite possible those people were going to win their primaries anyway. Possible. Uh, but there's a reward and a risk thing. Right. Yeah. So the risk is, uh, I think Tam laid it out really well. There's a risk, one, of being seen as being incredibly hypocritical and cynical, um, which is promoting people who are doing the very thing that you say is at the, the greatest risk to our society right now. And then the practical is that, yes, these candidates end up winning. But campaigns are graded not on those metrics. They're graded simply on whether you win or lose. And when it comes right down to it, their job, the job of a campaign consultant, campaign manager is to win the campaign in any way possible. And when you know that the margins in these races are 1,000, 2,000, 15,000 votes, where control of the Senate is literally one seat, Democrats are going to look for every opportunity they can. But it is hard, though, to take the moral high ground on issues like campaign integrity while, and, and, and the vice president was asked about this uh, this weekend, asked right. by uh, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, do you think there's something you know, what do you think about this, about Democrats going and promoting these very candidates? Her chance to step on the moral high ground, she did not take. She said, well, everybody has to run their own campaign. Yeah, we, we, we did hear that. And Tamara, we heard, as we heard in Laura's report, I mean, you know, for, for some of these candidates, even if they don't win, if they don't succeed in getting them chosen as the nominees, they could live to run for other races. They're, they're going to live long, have longer political lives. Certainly uh, running a statewide or even a, just a, a congressional district race raises your profile. Your ideas are out there on TV, in ads. They're out there in debates. Uh, that your, your ideas are being written about. And, and sometimes these campaigns create celebrities. That said, we haven't heard a lot from Todd Akin or, or uh, uh, Murdoch in, in Indiana. Like there, Some of these candidates just quietly disappear. But, but also, that was a different time. It's not clear that people will, will quietly disappear or even admit that they lost if they lose. Right. So, Amy, as we pointed out, this is uh, getting close to closer to it the general is. election. Tomorrow's the last primary day. What are we hearing or what are you seeing from the two parties in, in terms of their candidates' messaging right now? Well, two things uh, that I'm watching for. First, New Hampshire. This was a state 
that very early on Republicans thought was going to be one of their best pickup opportunities. They have a popular Republican governor in Chris Sununu. He decided not to run. Now, he says it's because he didn't want to come to Washington, but I think that his relationship with Donald Trump also was quite tenuous, and he probably didn't want to have to deal with that sort of relationship. Now, Republicans still think they have a great chance there, but the possibility of a weaker candidate, mm -hmm. a candidate who Sununu at one point said was a conspiracy theorist, could end up winning. So that would be problematic for Republicans, and yet another opportunity lost, potentially. Now, they could still win, but a much uh, more challenging candidate for Republicans than the other one. I get ads in my email box, I'm sure you do too, uh, every single, <laughs> single day. day. And I went through a bunch of them before I came on air. And you know what, it's not that surprising, but Republicans continuing to lean into the economy, inflation, and Biden. Yes, things are getting a little bit better in the economy. Gas prices have gone down, the pinch of inflation consumers say is not quite as strong as it was earlier, but it's still a very big deal. Democrats really leaning into the issue of abortion, especially in these swing states. What are you seeing in this messaging? And are you seeing any shift given the shift that we seem to be seeing in the polls? Well, what you definitely see is that Democrats are not afraid to talk about the abortion issue. I think that in past cycles, Democrats have sometimes been afraid of leaning into what you might call culture war issues or cultural issues. In this case, Democrats are uh, trying to create a narrative that it isn't just this abortion right, but it's other rights that you care about, and also that that the people who support those ideas are extreme. That is, that is the message that they're going with. Of course, that gets to the idea that they want this to be a choice. They don't want it to be a referendum on Joe Biden. They don't want it to be a referendum on Democrats or inflation or immigration or crime. They want it to be like hey, America, do you really want to go back to four years, to two years ago? Do you really want um, some of these more extreme ideas to be the mainstream? So, I mean, are you, are we seeing, I mean, Amy, you're not seeing a shift is what I hear you saying, because right. that's, it, economic, the economy the, the is The economy what is still what they're, now, we right. are going to see in individual races, they're going to talk about immigration, especially on the southern border, so races in, in Arizona and New Mexico. Um, crime is also going to be an issue. What's interesting is watching Republicans on the issue of abortion. It reminds me a lot of where Democrats were on the issue of defunding the police on, or mm -hmm. reducing funding for the police, where Republicans really put Democrats in this awkward spot where they um, wanted to stand with racial justice supporters in their own party. At the same time, they wanted to talk to swing voters and, and assure them that they were going to be tough on crime. And they, they didn't do that particularly well in 2020. What you've seen since then is Democrats coming out and proactively talking about their support from law enforcement. Republicans have gotten caught on abortion in that same place. Mm. They haven't quite figured out, how do I keep my base happy by 
saying, yes, indeed, my pro-life positions are still my pro-life positions, but also talk to moderate swing voters and say to them, I'm not the extremist that my opponent says I am. But there is, but they are, we are seeing Republican candidates, Tam, uh, adjust their language, not all of them, but right. some of them yes. adjust their language. Or scrub their websites mm -hmm. of abortion, or not make it part of their stump speech, or generally just not talk about it very much. Uh, you know, you would think that here's this huge victory, something that Republicans have been fighting for for a really long time, um, certainly that the base has been fighting for for a really long time, but now they don't really want to talk about it because it's become uncomfortable. And, and the reality is that the polling indicates that People, uh, the American people, the majority of Americans do support some abortion access, some abortion rights. You know, you get into the nitty gritty and it gets more complicated. But in a lot of these uh, states, it is no access at all, which sharpens the contrast. No, no question. And two months to go and we'll see what may shift and move Absolutely. between now and November. Tamara Keith, Amy Walter, thank you both. Politics You're Monday. You're welcome.